Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Pop the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink, because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to, what is this, episode 31? I do not keep track, so... (laughs) (laughs) Of Sierra Unfiltered. Hi, friends. Hi, husband. Hey, how's it going? Um, It's good. It's late. Um, The thing is, when usually up till this point when we filmed podcasts, we have someone behind the camera, usually either Jess or Carly, who are two of the girls who work on my channel, but with everything that's going on, they're both working from home. So the past two episodes, it's just been Steven and I here. We've got our remote and we're managing. It's been pretty good. But when we don't have that time crunch of like the girls get off at five, it's like we can record whenever we want. (laughs) Well, yeah. Anytime you record me because during the day I'm doing things and during the day you're doing things right now. So it's like, okay, we'll do it like at five or six o'clock. And then next thing you know, it's 830. Now, what time is it right now? It's almost nine o'clock. It is 847 p.m. and we are ready to go. Steven, what you drinking? I am drinking a beer. What kind a, of beer? A Blood Orange IPA from uh, Latitude 33. Nice, good old San Diego brewery. Fantastic. Cheers. Oh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, pineapple, no, a strawberry bubbly. Nope. No? Pom- pomegranate. Pomegranate. But all I know is it's pink. Yeah, the pink cannon. Mm. That's my favorite flavor. I love anything pink flavored. Like, I feel like pink is usually strawberry flavor, but anything pink, I like. Like, kombucha, I just walk in, I'm like, what's pink? Like, I don't care if it's strawberry, pomegranate, whatever. If it's pink, I like it. The one place you're definitely right, Otter Pops. Ew. Pink Otter Pops. Is that your hot take? Because that could be your hot take if no. you didn't have one. That'd be even worse than fans. Actually, people liked your fans' hot yeah. take. Nothing made me more happy than scrolling through the YouTube comments and seeing people discussing fans. Yeah, people were like one side or the other, like fans are great, fans are not great, and you thought it was a joke. Yeah, you know what? And I have another wonderful kind of a joke, but also not really a joke hot take. Okay, you start then. I want to hear it. All right. So I, I thought about a couple really good ones. So you just have to keep keep me around if you want to hear them all. But. uh <laughs> Um, mine is that the su- most superior bed type is like the memory foam kind. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's just the best. I'm a sucker for that memory foam. I have like a memory foam pillow. And I think memory foam is like a brand name. I don't no, know. No, it's not. Okay. Memory foam is like the generic term. Because there was the Tempur-Pedic. That was yeah, like the brand that everyone brand. was into. Yeah. So I love that like foamy 
foamy feel. And I hate that. I like a like a plush, soft, like melt into it better pillow. So we have a memory foam. Bella. Bella's hey. scratching. Hi, princess. I mean, you just described memory foam. Sleep, well, no. Sleeping. No, no, no. You, you're. It's like you're laying on a rock, and that then you maybe that rock. Into. Yeah, but I don't like slowly. I want all at once, just like engulf me in softness. So we have a memory foam mattress, but then we have a like soft plush pillow topper, like mattress topper. Because I just can't sleep on the hard memory foam. To me, it's so hard. Yeah, it has like the slightest bit of texture. I remember one year for Christmas, my parents got me a memory foam pillow. And it was like when they really were becoming all the rage. And I felt bad because I didn't like it. So I just slept on it for a couple years. Because like they were like, Here, we got you this pillow. It's like a big deal. <laughs> I was like, ow, it hurts my neck. I don't like it. Yeah, that's what I bought myself for like a wedding, self-wedding present. What? Remember I bought the, I, I have a little, my pillow my pillow is literally like ten pounds. I don't no, that wasn't a wedding gift. That was we went to do our registry and you bought yourself a pillow. Exactly. It was a <laughs> wedding gift for myself. Like I am gonna buy a pillow because I am doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna lose a lot of sleep, so I need a nice pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add about your hot take or is that it? No. Um Memory foam is the best, and I can't think of any other bed type. All right. Well, my hot take is about The Bachelor. Now, I don't want to be the kind of person who likes The Bachelor. That's the thing. Like, I, there are some reality shows, and Skylar and I actually already talked about this. Hmm. There are some reality shows where I'm like, yes, I fully love this. I don't even really like The Bachelor, but I have to watch it. What? The one show that I do like, genuinely like in The Bachelor franchise is Bib. Bachelor in Paradise. It is the superior Bachelor show. And I got this hot take from someone on one of my Instagram lives. She said it and I was like, homegirl, you are right. You are so right. Like, The Bachelor takes itself way too seriously. Like, the most dramatic season yet. Like, I don't care. You know Mm, what I want to see? You still gobble up all of it. Oh, I gobble it up. I don't deny that. But you know what I really care about? Like, I want to see... Uh, Claire on the beach talking with raccoons and then like editing it to, like she's of it's, course talking to a producer it's more like comedic there's more funny elements it doesn't take itself too seriously yeah. I want to see um, Love is Blind do Bachelor in Paradise just because I want to see Jessica on Bachelor in Paradise I'm unfortunately not able to participate in this discussion because I don't know who the heck you're talking about oh she's fantastic she was the best character in Love is Blind but yeah that's my hot take oh also, update before we hop into the meat of this podcast. Um, Skylar is going to be coming back to the podcast virtually starting next week. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So we we were like talking online and we're like, holy cow. It has been so long since the girls like had a chance to talk. Like, Well, we text and we FaceTime like all the time. But it, sitting down and doing a podcast together is so different. And I just wish we could do it in person. But of course we can't. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's been a crazy month. So you guys even had, you haven't even had a chance, as far as I'm concerned, like a nice long conversation together. We talked on the phone for three hours the other day. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> we, we stay up to date with each other. Yeah. We talk a lot. But I'm really excited to do the podcast together because that's something we really really enjoy so we are gonna set it up so that she can record from home and i record here and we um will we'll try our best to record like a a google hangout or a skype call or whatever like the video of it but 100 percent for sure we'll have audio right 
So it'll either be a video of the girls talking or a video of me petting Bella for an hour. <laughs> Actually, no, if the girls are talking for the first time in like a month and a half, it's going to be a like, freaking long one. Yeah, it's going to be like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that. And Steven, you've just been awesome. And I've had so much fun doing the podcast with you. And yeah. we're still going to have Steven on every now and then and Skylar on every now and then while we ease back into it, especially while everything's going on and yeah. we're social distancing. I'm I'm uh, I'm on the sidelines, ready to be tagged in whenever I need to be tagged in. You're first off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, do you want to tell everyone what we're going to be talking about? Yes. So today, we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about like our embarrassing childhood stories. So we each texted our families, and we were like, "Hey, can you any weird, embarrassing stories that stick in your minds about our childhood? Let us know." And they did not disappoint. No, I, my family was just so quick to the punch. Of... My brothers were like, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I will always get revenge on you for this. Yeah, they sent me a bunch of stuff. I had a couple things that I remembered from my childhood. Your parents sent you a bunch. And I think it'll just be kind of a fun, lighthearted way for you guys to like get to know a little bit more what we were like before we met each other, before we became adults and... <laughs> When we were still, uh, well, I was a very, very gullible child. So half of my stories are just me believing things that aren't true. (laughs) (laughs) That's very Sierra-like. It is. My brother still all the time will be just convincing me stuff. And I fully believe it because I'm super gullible. But before we get into the podcast, let me tell you a little bit about this episode's sponsor, and that is Cash App. Cash App is an awesome partner with our podcast. They make Sierra Unfiltered possible, and we just appreciate them so much. And Cash App is also just a great app. It's super convenient. They make it really easy to instantly send money to your friends. So maybe you and your roommates are having a chill night. You're watching a movie. Maybe you order a pizza, or maybe you've got some groceries that you want to split up. But you don't have to count out dollars and nickels and pennies anymore. It's annoying. We know. Cash App knows. And that's why they made it so easy to send money back and forth with your friends. Steven and I use it all the time. It's super great. And another great thing about Cash App is Cash App comes with the Cash Card, which is a free debit card and it comes with boosts. And boosts are like instant rewards for shopping at the places that you already love. So like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and a ton more. It's like having free credit card perks, but packed into that Cash App debit card. Really, really great. And one of our favorite parts about partnering up with Cash App is that they support a charity of our choice, which is the Trevor Project. And the Trevor Project is an amazing organization that provides resources and crisis intervention to LGBTQ plus youth, which is a really, really important cause. And we're so glad that Cash App wants to partner with us to support them. So if you sign up for Cash App and download it from the App Store today, use promo code UNFILTERED and you will receive $10 from Cash App. And Cash App will also donate $10 to the Trevor Project, which I just think is so cool because you get something, the Trevor Project gets something, we all win here. I think it's great. So don't forget to use the promo code UNFILTERED when you download Cash App from the App Store today. Yay, Cash App. Yay, Cash App. Thank you, Cash App. Speaking of watching movies with the roommates, tomorrow Onward comes out. on disney plus we should watch it i am very excited i'm so excited i really wanted to see that in the theaters and you know then everything happened and uh, we didn't get to see it and i'm so excited to make some popcorn cuddle up on the couch and have a bubbly yeah it'll be nice to be our first movie in the new house will it really and i i 
it must be a Pixar movie, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else would we do? I'm excited. I think I'm it's going to be really cool. Yeah. But I already watched the Super Carlin Brothers review on it, but I, I only watched the non-spoiler review, so I don't know what happens. Mm, now you're banned from speaking during the movie. <laughs> Like, go see, hey, what's your favorite part? Don't tell me. Okay, you're the one who yesterday told me that, like, <laughs> oh, when people are spoiled, they enjoy things more. It's scientifically proven. But I'm not even spoiled. I just watched yeah. the non-spoiler review. Which, that is like, it's not for everyone. But there was a really cool study done at my school that kind of talked about that. And I am a firm believer in it because I think it applies to me very heavily. Well, we were talking about how, because, <laughs> so Stephen... And I listen to music very differently. So we were we were sitting in the bath and I was playing music. And I was just kind of like half-heartedly singing the lyrics. And Stephen was like, it's so weird how your brain just retains lyrics. And I was like, well, it's not like I sat down and memorized this song. Like it just, my brain hears the lyrics and then mimics them back. Like it's just how my brain works. And Stephen was like, I could probably hear a song 200 times and not know a single word or what it's about. Yeah. Like I just don't. I don't piece it together. And it's, it's very interesting now like to reflect back on it. Like, oh, actually. Well, I think that's like scientific brain, artsy brain. Yeah. Well, mm, who knows what else is going on in my head. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so any, like, okay, fine. Just to talk about it. The study was something along the lines of, you know, if people are kind of told beforehand what a story is, like essentially spoiling it or even music, like, hey, this song is going to be about this. Yeah. Like, give me a two sentence blurb. There's a study that shows that more people than not tend to enjoy things better by being briefly spoiled like that. And I am severely, that is like exactly my case for music. I enjoy music and I can like understand it better if I know what it's about before I listen to it. Well, that's how we got from point A to point B of like talking about song lyrics to talking about like being spoiled. Yeah. Is Stephen was saying how he never remembers or he never knows what songs are about. And I was like, then how did you follow along at Dear Evan Hansen? Like... Those songs propel the plot. Like, you really need to listen to the songs a lot of the time. And he was like, well, I had listened to the soundtrack before, so I already knew what they were about. And, and you, you had... literally walked me through the entire story. Yeah, we were on a road trip one time, and I would like, I was reading him the, like, Wikipedia description of the plot, and then I'd be like, and this is where the song Waving Through a Window comes in, and then I would play it. Yeah, I really enjoy that, because, like, A, you get to explain things, and it's, like, a fun thing you can do on a car ride, because, like, a whole sh- a whole show can pass easily a couple hours. I don't know. We should do that with Hades Town, but well, we don't. We can't. We don't have we're any. We're not like, gonna be driving for a long time, and we're not and gonna I'm be going sure to the theater as, for I'm a long sure time. As heck, not gonna just be casually sitting around for a couple hours at home. Why not? <laughs> I'll go sit in my reading. What if I like gave listen. you a massage? If I was like, I will give you a back massage the entire time if you listen. Maybe like in thirty minute increments for a week. Hades Town is like three hours. Yeah, I can't fit it in my schedule. <laughs> declined <laughs> all right well let's talk about these childhood stories do you want to go first or should i go first uh, yikes some right. of mine are like story stories and some of mine are like haha i thought this when i was a kid you probably have a lot of good things and also we have no context on like our stories yeah i don't so know like, what yours if they're in the same vein i have no idea yours might be like really dark and mine are like <laughs> um yeah i don't even know so like <laughs> So I asked my parents and they just, my parents and my brother, and they just sent me a little bunch of random things. My favorite one is, I don't even know how old I was. Little Steve. I must have probably been in like elementary school or something. Let's just assume really baby Steve. Um, This was Disneyland. So my family, we went to Disneyland every year for my birthday in February. 
And that was like, that was just like our big trip of the year always. Which I'm so jealous of because I only went to Disneyland twice or three times my entire childhood. Wow. And that's why I got a pass when I was 16. Yeah, I was so, like, that's, cool. so that's why Disney means a lot to me because I always kind of live through my childhood every time I go back there. Um, and there is a place called Rainforest Cafe. It's like a little restaurant and like you eat in, in a jungle. It's very themed, very Disney, but it's not Disney. But there's like gorillas, you robotic gorillas you can eat by, eat by. And there's like fish tanks. Anyways, the story is we went there. And now as I'm older, I can reflect back and like, oh gosh, my parents were spending a lot of money. And what we, age were you? I don't know. Elementary, young, I hope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Continue. So anyways, this big Disney, my dad's favorite thing in the world is fish. He just loves like aquariums and whatnot. So anyways, we get seated by the aquarium and I like was bawling because I wanted to sit by the gorilla. <laughs> and that's my, like, I'm whenever my dad and I are talking, like especially like talking about being a future hopeful father for myself and everything and like kids. And now whenever I see like, parents trying and kids like not happy i'm like oh man that's gonna be such an awkward situation <laughs> like take your kid to disneyland spend take all him, this money take him to this like little fancy restaurant and then like he's crying because he's by the fish tank and not the robotic gorilla and i guess that's like the epitome of kids but still <laughs> did you cry the whole dinner or did you get over it oh i forced us to move <laughs> they moved <laughs> they moved you to the gorilla yep it's shameful to think back on it <laughs> but sometimes as a parent you gotta pick your battles you're like you know what we're spending a lot of money on this, so we're just going to move to the gorilla. So now, whenever I become a parent, I'm going to be looking out for a situation like that one day. Where it's like, you little son of a gun. <laughs> like, you're going to make us move. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. I always think about that. I love that. I love those stories about you as a kid when you're, like, being a brat. Because right now, you're so even-tempered. Like, adult Steven is... I mean, since I've known you, when I met you, you were 20. And you've just always been this calm, cool, collected, nothing gets you worked up. Like, I've never even heard you raise your voice in like, how long have I known you? How old are you? Old. No. <laughs> like se six, seven nothing, years? Nothing but a sweet child. Yeah. But I, I mean, you're just so even tempered. So to picture you just wailing about an animatronic gorilla, I just, I feel like it makes me know you a little bit better. It was a struggle. <laughs> I'd eat by the fish. No, oh, I didn't eat by but the fish. But you didn't. Because I moved well before a food came. Okay. Um, I have... Okay, which one should I do first? Okay, so first, you know what? I'm just going to do a couple rapid fires of like dumb things I thought as a kid. Okay. So first one. You know the fitness chain LA Fitness? Yes. So there was an LA Fitness by my house when I was growing up. And when I was like 12 or 13, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can I get a gym membership? Like after school, I just want to go like work out. I feel like I'm not keeping up with the other kids on my soccer team. And I don't like running on the trails by our house. And she was like, okay, but it has to be close enough for you to walk from school because otherwise, you know, I'm not going to drive you and then pick you up yeah. whenever you want. And I was like, yeah, can we go to La Fit? Can I get La Fitness? I thought LA Fitness was La Fitness. And she was like, what's La Fitness? And I was like, it's right there, like right by the school, La Fitness. And she was like, uh, she thought it was probably some like little chain, like little tiny gym. And, you know, she was like, I have no idea what La Fitness is. She's like, point it out to me next time we're driving home from school. <laughs> so she picks me up from school and I'm like, I, I'm like 13. I'm like, mom, it's right there. La Fitness. It says it right there on the sign. And she starts, both her and my brother start dying laughing, like absolutely dying laughing. 
And I'm like, what's so funny? And they couldn't even talk. And then they're like, it's it's LA Fitness. LA Fitness. I thought it was like fancy French. La Fitness. La Fitness. <laughs> so that's a dumb thing I thought. Um, that's a good classic kid one. I, I also thought, you know, like bodycon dresses? No. Okay. So a bodycon dress is like a tight dress. Meaning that it like contours to your body. Body con. Yes. So now this is a good demonstration of where my body image was in middle school and high school. Until I was 16, I thought it was called that because it made you body conscious. (laughs) (laughs) I went shopping for homecoming with my mom and Skylar. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about getting like a body conscious dress. And they were both like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know, like a tight fitting, like body conscious dress. And they were like, you mean like body con, like body contour? I was like, yeah, body. Is that, is that a brand or like a No, type? it's like a type of dress, like a pencil skirt, like a fit and flare body con. I got pants, shorts, shirts, long sleeve shirts, and a jacket. Anyways, and sweaters. <laughs> until I was 16, I thought body con meant because it makes you really self-conscious about your body. Huh. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> When I was a kid, I thought that drinking and driving meant any sort of beverage. And because mm. when I was a kid, there were all those commercials of like, don't drink and drive. And they'd like roll down the window and like all the alcohol would spill out or the... <laughs> you, you, do you, don't you remember those PSAs? I remember PSAs, but not rolling down the window. Like it's yeah, so, they'd roll down the window it sounds and like, like... It sounds like you're imagining like tobacco smoke in a car coming out and you're like instead just like a wave of alcohol. Well, that, you know, that was like the whole idea of the like the, PSA. It was like mm. dramatized. But I thought it was any kind of liquid. And one time we were driving in the car and my mom was drinking coffee and I got really upset because I had just seen one of those like scare tactic commercials. I was like, mom, stop drinking and driving. You're going to get us all arrested. This is so bad. And she was like, there's coffee in this cup. And I was like, yeah, but you're drinking it. And she had to (laughs) explain to me what drinking and driving meant. Because I, in my brain, I mean, I didn't really understand alcohol at that age. I was probably six. But... In my brain, it was dangerous because you're using a hand to drink, which it kind of is. It is kind of interesting that drinking is just like associated with alcohol. Like I don't say like, oh man, I drank a lot last night. And no one's like, no one's like, was it Pepsi or Dr. Pepper? They're like, was it tequila or vodka? Yeah. It's kind of, I wonder, hmm, interesting. All right. I've got one more of those quick little ones and then I'm going to pass it back to you. that's my turn. Um, so when I was, or you know what? No, this one's kind of longer. So you just oh. go ahead and do your next one. I'll get that. I give a little whiny voice and I get my way. It's just like the Rainforest Cafe. Duly noted. Um, my sweet mom sent me this one. She said, <laughs> she was laughing at that fact that, um, this must have been in high school. So like sophomore or freshman kind of age. Um, she would take me to midnight video game releases. <laughs> And I'd be like really embarrassed because like we'd be going for like Halo 3 or Halo 4. Halo 3. Definitely Halo 3. And we'd be getting there. And I'm like, Mom, you got to stay in the car so I can go out with my friends. So bless my little sweet, sweet mom. She would We'd get there like almost as early as like 10 or 11. I would go wait in line with like, you know, my, my cool friends. And she would sit in that car till like 1 in the morning. And then we'd get in the car and go home. I was going to say, I can't believe your mom would do that. But your mom is like the sweetest lady. So like, I can totally see her doing that. Like her being like, this is what Steven wants. So like, I'm willing to do it. Make my son happy. I feel like she would still do that for you. I like to think that I had to like beg my way through that. You think so? I had to trade a lot. You know, I had to barter for it. 
but maybe not and that's just how i want to remember it <laughs> did you have the story written down of the time that you complained about your mom's cooking so she made you guys cook because that's one of my favorites no I you don't... should tell that tell that one right now because i think that one's so funny i'm surprised they didn't send me that one um so this was like we were probably me and my brother i was probably a senior in high school or and steven and his brother are what a year and a half apart Yeah, 18 months apart so um what was it we were just at home definitely in our how to say this complaining stages of our lives and it was just like we'd always complain about what we had for dinner dad this is so boring like i want this other thing and it was like literally like we were having it's kind of ridiculous but it was like steaks for dinner one night i'm like dad we don't want steaks like (laughs) (laughs) and obviously now that i'm older i look back i'm like man gosh imagine making like having dinner like a steak dinner and like the kids complain like i want dino nuggets <laughs> so anyways and we were like seniors so we're pretty old by now so my dad's like not putting up with that at that age and he's like okay how about this i'm not cooking dinners for you guys i'll cook dinner for me and mom for a week and we'll see what how, what you guys think of that and i felt so alone <laughs> because i don't know your parents always say things like that and they never go through and for whatever reason my dad was like to the t drew the line was like nope i'm not making you dinner Here's like, I'll buy you food. Here's a closet or a closet, a pantry full of food. But like, I'm not going to be cooking any of it for you. I will cook. Me, I'll cook mom and I a nice dinner every night. And you guys can uh, cook on your own. I love to picture <laughs> the smell like wafting your way as you're like sadly eating your like potato chips. <laughs> so like I begged my mom for days and then she finally like made us a pot of spaghetti sauce. I that thought we the could, story like, was that she showed you how to make spaghetti. That's probably how I like swooned my way in. Like, oh, mom, like. Oh, woe is me i don't know how to cook like teach me oh teach how to make spaghetti like oh yes and then she just made it made a giant thing of spaghetti and i just because i can i could heat up noodles and so i survived and yeah that was a crazy time that's really good i love that one um <laughs> uh, okay so when i was in uh elementary school so a little bit of context i was a total tomboy from i would say second grade to late or late fifth grade early sixth grade and then when puberty hit I was like girly girl flirting with all the boys had a bunch of boyfriends in seventh grade like the difference between sixth grade Sierra and seventh grade Sierra is huge and in a lot of ways but (laughs) so by the time I got to middle school I was you know comfortable talking to guys and and I had guy friends but when I was a tomboy all my friends were guys but I was one of the guys Mm -hmm. um Boys never had crushes on me. It was absolutely not a thing. And when I was in fourth grade, my best friend, who was a boy, his... He, so, sorry, Stephen turned my mic down and I had to turn it back up. I like how you're at like three and I'm at like seven. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my <laughs> life. Um, but so my best friend, who was a boy, his neighbor would come play with us sometimes. And I was in, I want to say, fourth grade. So what would I have been? Nine years old? And he, I guess, developed a crush on me, which was something I had never experienced ever. Your first crush? No, he had a crush on me. I had no interest. Being the first receiver of a quit? I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But um, I was totally oblivious to it. Apparently, it was really obvious. My mom told me it was really obvious, but I was totally oblivious. One And one day, my friend, like, he was over at my house, and his mom came to pick him up. And the neighbor was with uh, with her because they were like, you know, dropping him off, carpool, whatever. And so 
my friend's mom came up to the door and was like to my mom and I could hear from my room was like oh is Sierra here uh I need to think of a fake name Bella Bruiser 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 wants to talk to her and I heard this from my room and I panicked I had no idea what what do you mean talk to me like what you're coming into my house I don't know what to do so there was a bathroom (laughs) attached to my room as soon as I heard this ran into the bathroom I locked both doors and I turned the shower on and just sat on the toilet (laughs) like just shower on sat on the toilet and I heard my mom I'm like sweating profusely I heard my mom say oh it sounds like she's in the shower but you know you guys can wait and hang out because Evan's here anyways he's downstairs and I'm sitting in this bathroom just like clammy I don't know what to do I don't know what how to react and I convinced myself I will stay in this bathroom as long as I need to I don't care. I am not talking to this boy. There is no freaking way. I think it went on for probably 10 or 15 minutes of my mom talking to his mom and the boys playing outside with my brother and just hanging out. And then finally, my mom was like, I think she's going to be in there for a while. It sounds like she's taking a long shower. And they're like, okay, we'll head out. As soon as they left, turn the shower off, peek outside. I'm like, is he gone? (laughs) I was so not equipped to handle that situation. Probably built up so much like strength. Like I'm going to go ask her out. And then I, for like a good couple months, I never wanted to go over to my friend's house. I always wanted him to come to my house because I was worried that we were going to see his neighbor, and I was really nervous. Mm. I like it was a genuine fear, genuine fear, which is so funny to think about because then I got to seventh grade and I was just like, "Give me all the boys." Yeah, I wish girls were coming to my house in fourth grade. You don't have any girl friends when you were growing up? Girlfriends? Oh, like lady friends? No, just... I feel like I can never say like, the word girlfriend. Was there a girl in your group of friends? Girl, I was the girl, the token girl in my entirely male group of friends. Um. Yeah, but like, maybe not. No. Well, kind of. Like, once I got in college, yeah. Um, I'm talking about when you're like seven. When I was a wee lad, no. Okay. So actually... That kind of segues into one of my other stories. Perfect. Uh, this is the uh, the hardest one I ever had to go through. <laughs> um, so fifth grade. Imagine nice, really nerdy Steve. Oh, I love this story. This in sweet fifth grade. Um, you know, back on that beautiful sunny day, I was uh, very confident and like very like, ooh, I'd talk to girls and all that stuff. And I remember one night, we were all at home and, you know, it was, it was my brother and then a, another friend of ours. And we were like, ooh, let's write, like, letters to girls. And <laughs> they wrote a letter to the girl. He wrote a letter to the girl. I wrote a letter to a girl. Was this, like, a girl that you had liked for a long time or just, like, a girl in your class? That you were like, yeah, she's kind of cute. I think it was just, like, whatever fifth grade crushes are. Okay. Um, so, like, the two of them did it. Flawless execution. It all worked out great. So I was like, uh, psh, easy. So, like, I tried to, like, pass a note in class. Or I think it was like, kind of like, here, take this note and pass it to this person kind of thing. And then, oh, no, that wasn't it. That's what it was supposed to. That's right. What it actually was, I left it at my desk and it fell out. And the teacher had a rule that you can't pass notes in class. But I wasn't passing a note. It was just my desk and it fell out. I think because we were supposed to hand them like after class on our way out. So the policy was any notes passed in class get read to the class. Um, yeah, so my note got read to the class. What did it say? It was like just the spelling of the name and like you write a word. 
I just remember one of them, just to like really highlight the context here, there was like an R in the name and I wrote like rice. Oh, you did like I a think. like a po- like a name poem. Like if it was Steven, it would be yeah. like super terrific. Yeah. Excellent. I I'm pretty penis. sure it was like that. Um but anyways. Wait, you're not gonna laugh at my joke. No. I said not, the P I'm in your a, name stands for penis. I'm not acknowledging it. Okay, go ahead. Um acknowledge it in the comments, guys. Thanks. So it sounds playful, but man, did that scar me? I legit did not talk to a girl for like two years. That's it was just really like sad. everyone in my circle was like I was just so embarrassed and I just I always wanted to write a note to my teacher being like, you made me so embarrassed for so long. You bitch, you ruined me. Yeah, no, it was like low-key traumatic and really embarrassing. And yeah. Do you think that's what made you more like reserved with like everything? I don't know. I want to say no, but I'm sure there's some ounce of that in there somewhere. Yeah. It was a very strange thing on how much it affected me. Or at least with like dating. Because you said you had to, like you thought about messaging me for like weeks before you actually did. Had that teacher not read your note, do you think you would have just thought about messaging me and the message me? Who knows? Well, I'm glad she didn't read it like too traumatically because then maybe you wouldn't have messaged me at all. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't that bad, but it was like definitely got me for like a solid year. Did you cry? No. Well, I don't think so. Just bottled it all up. Bottled it all up. And did just... you like, never mind, that's a girl thing. <laughs> I was going to say, did you listen to Taylor Swift and cry? But I don't even think Taylor Swift was around then. Okay. <laughs> so when I. <laughs> Oh, I forgot one more thing that I thought. When I was a kid, I thought that swallowing gum would kill you because my grandma told me that. I mean, it pretty much would. Okay, no, it wouldn't. And one time I accidentally swallowed a piece of gum and I genuinely thought I was dying and I wrote a will. What? At like seven years old. You knew what a will was at seven? Yeah, I had seen it on TV. I didn't really know, but I wrote like, I want my stuffed animal puddles to go to my best friend, Julie. And I want my... Did you like tell your parents that you were dying? And they're like, oh no, you need to write a whale scene. No, I like wrote it in a paper and put it in my little desk. And then a couple weeks went by and I didn't die. And then I asked my dad about it. And he was like, oh, that's just an urban legend. And I was like, oh, I thought this was it. An urban legend. Um, But I'll do another one since that one was short. Oh, okay. This is a good one. So when I was in elementary school, as I said, very much a tomboy. All my friends were boys. I, I had one friend who was a girl who was also a tomboy. I played kickball at lunch and mm-hmm. recess every day. That's it. For second, third, and fourth grade. Um, and then one day in third grade, one of the boys who was like kind of in my group of friends, but not really, was kind of in a different group, but would play kickball with us. He decided that girls weren't allowed to play kickball. Ooh. And that's not what girls are supposed to do. That girls are supposed to walk the track and make daisy chains and make up cheer dances and they're not allowed to play kickball and a couple of the kids took his side and they were like yeah sierra you can't play sorry bye try again next year um and i left that day and i was really upset and i went and cried and a couple of my like close guy friends who were part of that group came with me and it's okay we'll make our own kickball game and i went home i was really upset and i told my mom and my mom said to me that's sexist they can't say that. You go up to that kid tomorrow and you tell him he's being sexist. I Now, at seven years old, I had no idea what being sexist meant. Oof. But it sounded like a strong argument. So what did I do? I brought my own ball because I wasn't the one who brought the ball usually then. And I walked up to him <laughs> at recess and I said, I want to play kickball. And he said, girls aren't allowed to play kickball. And I said, well, that's sexist. And he was like, that's a made up word. And I was like, no, it's not. And so we kind of went back and forth that recess. We went into the classroom and I was pretty upset. And the teacher asked me what was wrong. And I said, I need to make up a name. 
Stephen is being sexist to the teacher. And the teacher was like, how? What? And I was like, he said girls can't play kickball. And what did he get? Detention. And what did all the kids do? Come play at my backstop with my ball. And I won. And that was just the sweetest victory. And once he had had detention for a couple days, they, you know, let him back out. But I had already gotten everyone over to my side. A couple weeks go by. He comes up and he says, can I play kickball? I said, no, you can't. Sorry. Insert his name. Aren't allowed to play kickball. And he cried. And then I let him play kickball. But wow. that was my sweet revenge of the time that I became a feminist at seven years old. And I never looked back. Big yikes. <laughs> big yikes. <laughs> just, Why big yikes? Well, just you becoming dominant and like torturing the poor kid in Tor- revenge. He told me I wasn't allowed to play kickball. <laughs> and I, oh, I set my place. Also, I'm laughing because I can hear Bella snoring. I know. You can probably hear her. She's fast asleep. But yes, kind of. that I, I honestly feel like that was a defining, like you said, that note thing was a defining part of your character. I feel like that to me was a defining part of my character. See, mine I- was like sheltered, like curl up in a ball for a year. Steve. Mine was like empowering. Mine was like, girls can do anything boys can do. I can take you down and I will. But then I will show you mercy at the end and I will let you play kickball. <laughs> I will crush you. Jimmy Crickets. That sounds like I need to challenge you to a kickball fight one day. Yeah, you should. I don't even know if kickball fight's the correct way of wording that, but I'm sticking with it. I was really into kickball. Really Um, into kickball. This one's less of a story and more of a statement. Oh. Um, This little nice, sweet internet game called RuneScape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My brother said, if you don't mention RuneScape, you're doing a disservice to many years of our lives. Steven found a journal in the old house when we were cleaning it out. And I found a bunch of my childhood journals, too, because we both had, like, childhood boxes. He was like, oh, I just found a journal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what does it say? I'd Like, I want to know what your thoughts were as a kid. He's like, it's actually really embarrassing. It's just like, woke up today, played RuneScape. Went to bed, woke up today, played RuneScape. Oh, my friend came over. We played RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not- what, what video games did you play growing up? Obviously, RuneScape. I think RuneScape was like the first time I really got into it. Video game. I played RuneScape a couple times. My brother was into it. I never really got into it. The one I really got into was Toontown. Like the weird and Neopets. The weird thing for me to think about is like our family. We got internet to play RuneScape. Really? Like we didn't have internet, and we got internet because I wanted to play RuneScape with my friends. Like this is my favorite sentence in my entire life, and I every time I say it, I get all giddy. So my friends had RuneScape. I wanted RuneScape. I had a computer. I went to Blockbuster and got an AOL internet trial card. <laughs> and then I had AOL for a week. And then I finally convinced my parents that we should get internet. Like, so you were an innovator. Yeah. Like imagine going go. to Blockbuster and being like, I want internet. Do you have an AOL trial card I could use? <laughs> See, my default is to say I miss Blockbuster. But I don't. If Blockbuster came back, I wouldn't be like, yay, Blockbuster. I'm just nostalgic about the time of having sleepovers, convincing my mom to take me and my friends to pick out a movie, you know, running into our friends there, getting some red yeah. vines. See, and the weird part for me is I when I think of Blockbuster, I think more of like video games. You could rent video games at Blockbuster? Yeah, and it was great. It was so cheap and it was like fun. <laughs> but don't don't you like, doesn't it take a long time to beat a video game? No. If you like play it all day, you only need like two days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll do my next one. Um, okay. 
I did those too. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this is just a really dumb one. Um, when I was, my dad told me this story. I was too young to remember, but when he told me I was dying laughing and it was the beginning of my life as an artsy person. So I think I would have been eight months old, maybe 10 months old. But my dad said that he would always put me down for a nap. And then when I was ready to wake up, I would cry or yell or say, you know, dad, dad, and he'd come get me. Um, and he said it was always like clockwork. Like it was the exact same time I would wake up and, mm-hmm. and cry for him or cry for my mom. And there was one day where he put me down and it had, he was working and he checked his clock. He's like, oh, it's been an hour. She's so quiet. That's great. Still sleeping. That's awesome. Keeps working. It's been an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I guess I should go check on her. And he goes into the room and I had woken up like clockwork at my normal time. And I had pooped in my diaper, which like normal after a nap. I remember this story. And I had quietly stood up, removed my diaper, taken my hand, scooped up the poop and was finger painting on the wall. I must have been older than eight months old because I was standing up and painting. So I don't know however old I would be. But I was finger painting on the wall with my poop just silently. Not crying, not cooing, not anything. Just sitting there painting. He said I had all slathered it all over the wall. And he walked in and he he said it was the weirdest combination of disgust, anger, and laughter. <laughs> because it's not like I had gotten angry and thrown it across the room. Like I was creating art. Like I was an artistic child. I was just using my poop. This is a good story of like, I wonder what this actually was and how much it's the story's changed over the years you have to ask big time Wes. i know because he told me that story when i was like 16 and i died laughing i thought it was so funny oh gosh i <laughs> like, can't even can you imagine. imagine that i don't just I like can't. being excited that your kid's sleeping so you can work it's like, <laughs> and yay. Did that. i'm like oh no what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> do you have another one yeah so this is a different time frame so i was probably in high school here so i asked my parents for funny embarrassing stories and my dad sends me this which i don't think was funny or embarrassing but um i had a little skin tag on my eyelid so like i don't know i guess they're like considered mini warts whatever um it was on my eyelid so i like went in to get it removed um and like they had to put a needle either in my eyelid or literally into my eye why i'm pretty sure it was into my eye and that's why this was so like intense for me so anyways yes right <laughs> Like, imagine laying there and having a needle come towards your I don't eye. want to imagine. No yeah. one wants to imagine. I I th- like to think that I, like, understand medical needs and, like, you know, we do what we got to do. And if it's uncomfortable, it's fine because it's like, needs to happen. And I had that, like, same philosophy as, like, in high school. So, anyways, I get that done. I get a needle either in my eyelid or in my eye. I can't remember. And it, like, put my body into, like, legitimate shock. Like, I've never passed out in my life. And that happened, and I thought it was, like, hanging in there, and, like, it was done. Because, like, it was just, like, pretty quick. And then I stood up, and I fainted. Um, <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> it's not funny. It's terrifying. And then, yeah, so then I just, like, my dad was right there, so he, like, he obviously saw me not all there. Um, but it just, like, threw me into shock. The eye, like, mm. having a needle in your eye or, or your eyelid, I think they're both equally bad. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell a funny one. I like that one. Why? Um. <laughs> Ooh, that one makes me cringe. Cringy. Um. I can do one. 
Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I can cross off Picasso poop. That's what I named my stories. I see. Mine are. Okay. So when I was little, I, I was never really that into like Barbies or dolls, but I was really into stuffed animals. And I had certain stuffed animals that I was super, super attached to. Mm -hmm. So I had one and his name was Puddles. And Puddles was just like a little teeny tiny, not even like a beanie baby, but just like a little tiny stuffed dog, like that big. Okay. And I would take Puddles with me everywhere. I'd take Puddles to preschool. I would take Puddles to the store. I loved Puddles. One time, not really super related to the story, but just kind of like a testament of how much I loved Puddles. My little brother knew I loved him so much. Austin was like three at the time and wanted Puddles to be warm. So he put Puddles under my lizard's lamp because my lizard had a heat lamp and Ooh. burned Puddles' neck off and his ear off. And my grandma stitched him back together good as new. And I, well, not good as new because he was all melted, but I still like kept Puddles after that. So when we would go to theme parks, my parents, you know. Oh, that's not even your story. That's not the story. That's just. <laughs> when we would go to theme parks, I would, my parents would bring ponchos, right? For like the water ride. Okay. So we were going to Legoland one day and we had our little ponchos in our bags and I used to make ponchos for puddles out of garbage bags. So I'd take scissors because I was a crafty little kid and I would cut puddles, a little rain hat and a little raincoat out of a garbage bag. It was just like a- And this is your toy? Yes. Wow. It, it was just like a little, I would take a piece of garbage bag. Like beanie baby size. Yes. I would cut a neck hole. And then I would just, because a poncho just kind of covers your arms, yeah. right? Uh, like, that's how much I loved this stuffed animal. Like, it's like a dress from the neck. Exactly. So I, I loved this little stuffed animal so much, I would make it ponchos so it could come on the water ride with me. So we go to Legoland. Puddles is in this little poncho. My dad and I go on the boat ride. We're having so much fun. I get up, and I'm pretty sure that's where I leave left Puddles to this day. I think Puddles fell out of my bag, or I left him. Because I would have Puddles sit on the seat with me and my dad. I was that kid. Yikes. I left Puddles. 10 or 15 minutes later, I realize I do not have puddles anymore. And I become a puddle of tears. We must not have liked him that much if you went 10 minutes without him. Well, don't <laughs> stop it. I loved him. I start getting so upset. But also, we were at Legoland. I was at Legoland with my dad and that was a special thing. And I didn't want to like ruin the day. So I was, I just wanted to find Puddles and, and that was it. So yeah. I'm crying. We we're going back. We can't find him. We go to Lost and Found. They can't find him. And my dad's like, all right, let's just go home. Like, you're really upset. And I'm like, no, then that, this is like a double bad day. I've ruined the Legoland day and I don't have Puddles. <laughs> so we put our name down at the front. They say they'll ship him to us, if, you know, when they find him. We go about our day at Legoland and I'm just like picturing Puddles, like so sad in his little boat and his little raincoat just waiting for me. And they never shipped Puddles to us. And that was the last time I saw him with his little burnt off ear and melted eyeball. R.I.P. Puddles. R.I.P. Puddles. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Do you want to go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I miss Puddles. This is one my brother said. So my dad used to cut our hair when we were like, mm, probably like kindergarten to first grade or something. Keep talking. I'm going to change the camera battery. Do, 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 do. Um, so there was like a period before I got too far into the public school system, thank goodness, where my sweet compadre cut my hair. And, you know, bless his heart, he tried. Uh, but me and my brother definitely had a rather choppy cut. And I remember we'd like see our aunts and stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, do not let... Wow. Dropping stuff all over over there. And uh, yeah, it was just... It was very funny. 
to look back on the pictures and be like, oh, yeah, Dad, you tried. You tried and you did not get very far. He still claims till this day that they were fine, but I remember my aunt was not too excited that we kept letting them do that. Because me and my brother didn't care. <laughs> but, yeah. My mom used to cut my hair, but she didn't use a bowl. He didn't use a bowl on us. I There's literally pictures of a bowl on your head and your dad cutting it. I know. No? Maybe. Is that I, one of my cousins I'm thinking of? Could, I've definitely seen a picture. Because we didn't get bowl cuts. We, there was like... It was just like, ooh, wow, why is that part so long? But, I mean, honestly, today, it'd be like part of the trendy stuff that's going around right now. You'd be like an e-boy? It'd be like the like really cool fades and everything, but it's like just, you know, the 90s was the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I have one more, maybe two more. Oh, okay. So, another kind of short one. But you know how when you're driving down a street and you see a street sign? It's mm-hmm. for the street that you would turn on to. So, if you're going down... East Street, let's say. Uh-huh. And then you see a sign here that says... North Street. A, a Street. Mm-hmm. You would say, okay, this is where I turn to get onto A Street. I thought the sign that you saw was the street that you were on. For until I was probably 12 or 13. Because I never had... You don't have to deal with directions really when you're a kid. One time my grandma was driving me to voice lessons. And I was like, okay, you turn on to East Street. And then I'm, you know, we're driving. I'm like, wait, no, we're on East Street because that's where we're supposed to turn. <laughs> and she's like, what? Okay, okay, uh, I'll keep going. And then I'm like, wait, no, now we're on Magnolia. Wait, no, now we're on Leaf Street. Wait, no, now we're on Air Freshener Street. And I just, because those are the streets that you're turning onto. I thought the street that we were on just kept changing. And I could not understand why, I, why the streets kept changing. And I went home and and finally we got to voice lessons, but I was like 10 minutes late. And that night I went home and I was like telling my mom how hard it was. And she had to explain to me how street signs work. I think you still have that same problem today. I actually do. I wish I could blame it on that. Sierra will never win an award for navigation abilities. will not. (laughs) If she's your co-pilot, just use your own GPS. (laughs) Love you. My dad's name is Wes. And he says he doesn't need a GPS because he's the GP Wes. (laughs) Which was fine usually until one time he I used to travel with him a lot when he would go abroad for business. Hey Bella. Um, and so Bella, honey, she's been scratching her ear so much. Bella. I know. There you go. Like, Good girl. Tons of pollen in there. And I everything. know. Um, but my dad and I were in Australia, and you drive on the other side of the road, and it was like ten dollars a day more to get GPS because this is before GPS on the phones. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm the GP Wes. I don't need it. Keep in mind, we're driving across country, Australia. We went down on the, I think it's called the Great Ocean Road. It was like a eight or nine hour drive. No GPS, because he's the GP Wes. We got lost so many times. <laughs> and he's on driving on the other side of the road. So he just kept making wrong turns and it was a hot mess. Remember when we were in, um, what's that little port town we were in? Um, Plymouth. Plymouth. And we we're trying to get gas. Oh my gosh. I felt so helpful. So it's like it, it was so like all the streets were really kind of hard to navigate and we're driving on the other side and there's so many roundabouts. Well, it's a lot of traffic. Lots of traffic and we could not get we into a like gas station. We spent like 30 minutes trying to get a gas station. And it we was just, longer than that. Because we're, we were training in our rental car and we're like, oh, we just got to fill it up. And we're like, it took us like 30, 40 minutes. We're like, screw it. We're paying the fee to have them fill it up. Like, just screw this. <laughs> oh, so bad. Um, So to end, I thought it'd be kind of fun. 
Now, what's the most embarrassing moments in our relationship? So, like, for me... Oh, wait, but you got to think of some, and I didn't. Yeah, well, I didn't even have to think. I just already have one. Oh. And I bet you could guess it. What I would say what I would say is the most embarrassing thing for me in our relationship. What? What is it? Guess. I don't know. I have no idea. There's been a lot. <laughs> a nice, nice cold night. Steven and Sierra are very young. Probably in their first six months of dating. Not even that. Probably like first couple months of dating. I have no idea what this story is. And, you know, as any good young couple does, they kiss. Oh, now I remember it. Should I tell it or should you? I got so excited. I almost not. I could just, I don't know. It's almost done. All right. So Steven and I are getting a little spicy. We'd only been talking. Literally just kissing. Just making out. And we... (laughs) Good God. We had not, we were not official. We were just. No, so we weren't, we were just dating. We were just dating. Um, and Steven is prone to nosebleeds. Yep. So, a, also, if anyone else is prone to nosebleeds, shout out to you because it's a struggle. So we're kissing. He like pulls back for a sec and you take him from there. Yeah. So it's also like, it's rather dark. So like. Lights are and, off. And I'm uh, very uh, in tune with the feelings of a nosebleed. And I'm like, wait a second, something's wrong with this picture. And like, I you know, like, I start. I'm like, oh wait, I think I'm a bloody nose. So like, I turn on my light and I see like blood on my hand. I'm like, oh, sorry, peace. I'm out of here. I'm, bleed- no, I'm bleeding. No, you told me that you pulled back and looked at me, and there was well, blood on my face. I think it was dark. So then I was like, then I turned the lights on, and Sierra's face was like all bloody. And in that moment, I was like, well, this was a good run. She was a nice, sweet girl. I'll never see her again. I'm going to go back into my hermit self and never talk to another girl for a long time. <laughs> it was, I was just like. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even talk. You were so, and I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I Which was like, I'm oh. so surprised because it's- you, it wasn't even, you were just like, I think you just legitimately didn't care, which I don't understand how. No, I didn't care. I was like, oh, well, I was just concerned about you. I was like, oh, did, like, I'd never had a nosebleed. So I was like, does that hurt? Like, yeah, are you okay? I, I remember that was a moment where I was like, oh, she's kind of dope. But yeah, that was by far, that might be one of my most embarrassing moments of my entire life. How did we get past, like, not get past that, but like, what happened? Like, did you run to the bathroom? Did you like oh, wipe yeah. the blood off my face? I took care of you and then I took care of me. And then I was like. Yeah, let's just uh yeah bye. Pretty sure I like threw the white towel and was like, I surrender. Like this night is over. Like well, you and you kept bringing it up because we were watching. We watched a movie after that, and you kept just being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, Really, it's fine. Like you can't. You didn't do it on purpose. Keep in mind, like my usual problems with boys was like them being assholes. So you accidentally bleeding on me and then being very nice about it after. I was like, Oh, he cares. <laughs> I even just feel like an idiot telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Because it's not something you can control. All the know. idiot stories about me are like things I did. I feel like, purpose. I don't know. Just blood is a weird thing. I don't know. I guess. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Especially your face. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, when I think about it, it's kind of gross. But back then, I didn't really care. But also back then, it was the phase of my life where I had Taco Bell for like three meals a day. And <laughs> like, just not, I was not caring about anything. When did you ever have Taco Bell three times? Skylar and I, you remember this phase. Or this might have been right before I actually... No, it was before I started No, I remember you. this phase. You guys had Taco Bell coupons and yes. you had Taco Bell for lunch. Skylar's mom was a teacher and she, one summer, had a ton of coupons yeah. from Taco Bell for free combo meals that were going to expire at the end of the summer. 
so she gave them to Skylar. I mean, it was literally like 200 coupons. Like we didn't even use them all. And so when you're a high schooler and you want to go out to eat, but you have no money and free Taco Bell coupons, what you going to do? And I, neither of us were vegetarians at the time. So mm-hmm. we went to town. All right. So now what's your story? Oh, okay. But um, for us and our relationship. Oh, I don't know. There's so many. I'm so embarrassing all the time. You're embarrassing right now that you can't come up with one. Can you think of one? I already did. No, for me. Oh, embarrassing for you? Yeah. Um. Hmm. <laughs> um. So you fall a lot. I fall a lot. I don't know if those classify as embarrassing. Yeah. Like when you fell at Disneyland, that was funny. When did I fall at Disneyland? Remember we were like running up the stairs to the oh, train? Oh, I and I ripped my favorite leggings. But that wasn't necessarily funny mm-hmm. or embarrassing. It was definitely funny, not embarrassing. <laughs> Love you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I cry a lot. I fall a lot. <laughs> what a champ. <laughs> That's me. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I don't think I have any. I do have... Um, Two more childhood stories, though, that are quick. Oh, oh, wait, no, just one, because I told the one about my grandma on the street signs. Okay, last one. So when I was probably seven or eight, do you remember the show Wild Thornberries about the girl who could talk to animals? Is that, like, where they would, like, have a safari van, and, like, one guy had a really long red mustache? Yes. But it was, wow. Yeah. What's it called? The Thornberries? Wild Thornberries. Man, that was such a good show. Nigel was the dad. Yes, Eliza Nigel. was the daughter. Thanks for the throwback. Okay, continue. You're welcome. I brought back a memory you didn't even know existed. Was that on Nickelodeon? It was, yeah. Is there like a Nickelodeon Plus? No, but there should be because I would watch the crap out of Wild Thornberries. See, I grew up on Nickelodeon. That was like my channel. My parents actually, it's funny because my parents are so chill now, but I think they were trying to be like kind of stricter parents with my older brother and I. They We were only allowed to watch PBS Kids, not even Disney. Because they were like, oh, that we don't like some of the shows that come on at night. Same with Nickelodeon. Like, I remember going to a friend's house and my friend turning on Dora the Explorer and me being like, is this on Nickelodeon? Because I can't watch that. And yeah. her mom was like, it's your, like, I promise you're fine. It's Dora the Explorer. And now my parents are like, they've definitely, I, th- I think because we were, my brother and I were so close in age that yeah. we were both kind of like the first kid. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really allowed to watch Nickelodeon. I was older. Yeah, I like lived off of Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron. My parents hated Fairly Odd Parents because oh, they said favorite. they were annoying and they didn't favorite. want us to become annoying, which clearly they failed. <laughs> they really messed up on that. <laughs> uh, but okay, Wild Thornberries. Right, so I really like that show. And the girl could talk to animals. That was like the whole plot, like have conversations with animals. Really? Yes, that was the whole plot. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Okay. So she could talk to animals. I really like that show. I, like, low-key kind of, con- like, I'd started to convince myself that I could, like, talk to animals. Like, like that I could, like, hear animals, right? And then one day, I was, like, petting our, or I, I had, like, caught a lizard or something. Like, I was a, I, I really liked animals as a kid. And I was, like, petting it or something. And my mom was, like, well, Sierra, you're just so good at, like, communicating with animals. Like, you can really understand them or something like that. Like, just meaning, like, you are someone who has a way with animals. Yeah. I took that as... Oh my gosh, my mom just told me I'm Eliza Thornberry. I can talk to animals. I can hear them. I convinced myself that in my, like, you know how everyone has, like, an inner dialogue? That my inner dialogue was animals talking to me for, like, a solid week. How old were you? I want to say seven. Teen? No, seven. <laughs> um, And then, so the week goes by. I'm like, 
I'm at school like convincing myself I can like, talk to birds and stuff. My cousins come over that weekend and I was really close with one of my cousins especially growing up, Lexi, because we were close in age. And I remember I told my cousin Lexi, I was like, I have to tell you a secret, but you can't tell anyone ever. And she was like, what? And I was like, I can talk to animals. <laughs> but I believed it. And she was like, what do you mean talk to animals? I was like, like wild thornberries. So she's like, wait, really? I was like, yeah, but you can't tell anyone. She's like, what's that bird saying? And I just, you know, totally made crap up. So like the whole day, she and I were like, we have our secret. Like no one can know. So of course she tells her brother and my brother. And they come up to me and they're like, you big liar. You can't talk to animals. And I'm like, yeah, I can. Mom said I can. Go ask her. She told me it's my special gift. So they go up to my mom and my mom's like, what? I think I said Sierra has a way with animals. And then I was really sad and I realized I can't talk to animals. Very sad. Well, that was a fun podcast. That was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, so also, so this was the podcast that we were supposed to do like the week after the whole miscarriage Yeah, thing. we had already planned this. We had already texted our families. I was looking at the text. These texts were from uh, February 17th. So mm-hmm. we were getting ready for the next week's podcast. So we got that one out of the way. High five. We finally did it. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy journey. Mm-hmm. And now it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if Onward comes out on Disney Plus tomorrow, that means in two hours. So we could just stay up and watch Onward. Well... I have to work in the morning from home, of course, which would be nice, but I need to turn on my laptop at like 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. That's seven hours of sleep. Yeah, if we went to bed now. No. Oh, uh Right, that's not how math if works. If we watched a two-hour movie at midnight. Onwards, like four hours. No, it's not. I have no idea. Definitely. <laughs> I wish it was. not four hours. I'm really excited about that movie. It's going to be really cool. What was your favorite movie as a kid since we talked about childhood? Movie? Was it Dinosaur? I still want to watch Dinosaur with you so bad. Steven stands Dinosaur. When we went to Disney World and they had like a whole dinosaur corner. Or like, okay, not even dinosaurs because dinosaurs are cool, but like not my excitement. The movie Dinosaur. Which was a crappy movie. Watch it again and dare to tell me that it's crappy. I remember it being meh. Like I, I remember it was like one of the few movies to like give me legitimate chills at the end. And like, oh, the dinosaurs are yelling at the T-Rex thing. Oh, I just, the hair's on my... My dad was, like, one of the first people on Netflix. Like, he was part of their, like, first trial. And so we used to get movies, um, like, twice a month from Netflix. And so we would always have family movie night from Netflix. And one of them was Dinosaur, and I remember it being very mediocre. You guys, like, probably, like, talked during the movie and ruined it or something. Because it is a fantastic movie. Did I ever tell you that my dad almost invested, like, heavily in Netflix when it first came out? Yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah, he... So when the whole, like, dot-com bubble happened, he had, like, set aside a little bit of money to invest. Because my parents were still pretty young, so it wasn't like he was going to, like, strike it rich on Netflix or whatever. But, you know, he had a little bit of money to invest. And he was deciding between a food delivery service that was essentially like Amazon Fresh now, um, but back then, or this weird company called Netflix. And he decided to go with the grocery delivery company, which very quickly went under and never even got past the website stage. (laughs) And then Netflix, but he was still excited about Netflix. So he was like, oh, I'll join and see what it's about. And he said every time, like he sees a headline that's like Netflix stock 
quadruples. He's like, dang it. Friggin' Netflix. Netflix is a behemoth. It's so big. Yeah. You know what Steven told me yesterday? And then I'll stop talking. We can wrap this up. Steven told me that Apple has $200 billion in reserves and it's enough to buy Disney. Well, it's always been a thing that like That's ooh, crazy. Apple might buy Disney one day. In my brain, as a, you know, simpleton, uh, Disney is like way bigger than Apple. Like if anyone was going to buy anyone, it would be Disney buying Apple. Because to me, Disney is this massive like yeah. juggernaut, which it is. And then to know that Apple is much larger. How does Apple, like not even that they've made $200 billion, but that they're sitting. Just $200 billion in my yeah. wallet. Open it up. I mean, so I'm reading right now, or the reading, I'm listening to Bob Iger's, I don't know what to call it, book. Mm. It's called Right of a Lifetime. Really good book. It starts off with like a huge bang too. It's about, because like the book pretty much starts when like that kid at Disney World got taken by the alligator. And then that was like right after the whole. It's an awful place to start. Yeah. We was just talking about like how crazy things can be. And then, like, in the book, he explicitly states, like, if Steve Jobs was still alive today, Disney would have probably already been sold to Apple. Really? Kind of thing, so. And you listened to Steve Jobs' memoir, didn't you? I think that's the best book ever written. Really? The Steve Jobs. Wasn't he kind of, like, a rough-around-the-edges guy? Oh, absolutely. You don't do what he did without being a little crazy and a jackass. Oh, which reminds me, there was a really good uh, video. You know Max from Catfish? Yes. So he, I discovered his YouTube channel recently and it's really, really good. He did, and he's a director hmm. and he did a video on like, do you have to be a dick to be a good director? And it's very cinematic. And he went around and like interviewed all these directors to try to find like, like, yeah. can you be a successful director, you know, someone who's like a really powerful person and not be an asshole? Yeah. I mean, that's, and that can be applied to any kind of leadership management stuff. Right. You know, and it really depends on the person. So you said, oh, Steve Jobs had to be an asshole because to be that successful. But I don't think that's true. I think you can be a nice person and be really successful. I don't know. You don't think so? It's complicated. So you think everyone who's in positions of power are assholes? I mean, there's plenty of assholes that are in positions well, of power. Yeah. You can't really be in like that level of leadership without being an asshole once in a while at least. Well, one okay, once in a while is different than like your core as a person. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting topic for sure. Especially like thinking of how it relates to like corporate culture kind of thing. Yeah. Like Sierra Schultze Inc. corporate culture. Yeah. Do I have to be an asshole to you, my co-host? No. Clean up the equipment. <laughs> Scrub down the telephones. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed just having this time to just sit down and chat, whether it's with you or with Skylar or Yeah, I am really guest. excited to listen to your and Skylar's podcast. I know. I'm so excited. You girls have so much to talk about. Skylar has her whole, like, birth thing to talk about. You guys, oh, yeah. you know, Skylar. I talked to her about that. Yeah. You guys, like, even just the whole miscarriage thing, like, it's... There's a discussion to be had about that. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. The pandemic, everything. Yeah. It's <sighs> crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And Skylar and Kyle are doing well, everyone. They are. And Milo. And Milo. And Toothless. Milo. And Milo's Olive. almost two months now, which is crazy, so crazy to think about. He looks so big. So big. When we were FaceTiming them the other day, I was like, 
he's like a baby. Like his eyes are open. He's getting bigger. Well, and it's weird to think. So we held him at two weeks and then we haven't seen them since. We probably won't get to hold him until. He's I mean, like five. <laughs> I mean, but it really will be a long time. Yeah. Skylar said that he is going to be very familiar with our voices, though, because he always listens to the podcast. So, Milo, if you're listening to this, hi, guy, baby. Hey, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get out All of right, here. All right, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye.